Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. Hey friends, before we get started, let's talk about what you're doing for your winter cycling training. This is for those of you who are migrating inside just like me. Stop searching and downloading free programs that don't match your goals and time or paying for those expensive 12-week programs from the pro that tend to be way too long, too hard, and just not realistic for our average cycling needs. You know what I'm talking about. How'd you like to train with an actual cycling coach? Get actual real-time feedback, tips and tricks, and questions answered. Set all these programs aside and check out what I have to offer. I have two winter cycling training programs, 16 weeks and 20 weeks. Both are led by a certified cycling coach that's yours truly, which is me. We get started in November to the end of March. Depending on that program you select, training sessions will be set up for one to three times a week. Focus is on developing the proper cycling skills and techniques that can help you improve up to 20% over 16 or 20 weeks. I mean, can you imagine improving by 20% before the spring, it's crazy possible. The 20 weeks includes more specific intensity training and group rides. It's super motivating, it's got community and it's accountability based. We won't let you fall off the wagon. This program isn't for everybody, but could be for you. So check out cyclingskillspro.com. So that's cyclingskillspro.com. And until November 5th, use the code winter at checkout to save $50 off. Check it out today and don't delay on giving it an honest consideration to setting up your winter training. Take care and I look forward to seeing you online. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Secrets from the Settle, All Things Cycling Podcast with your host, Sylvie Dow. And we're going to be talking some coaching tips, but we're going to be talking about caffeine. Hello, everybody reach for your favorite mug. Let's talk about the thing that we love the most, the thing that biking is centered around, like the coffee shop, stop at, in between or meeting up at for group rides, shall we? This is also gonna be a controversial one, so get ready because I wanna hear some good comments from you guys on your experience and what you think about what we're gonna talk about with regards to coffee. Or maybe you don't drink coffee. What do you drink? Okay, so before we get into it, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, put your notifications on. If you don't wanna do that, well, I hope you do, um, go to our website, 
secretsfromthesaddlepodcast.ca. That brings you to Bcast, and that's where you can sign up for the newsletters so that you don't miss another episode. And also it brings you to um, your platforms where you, uh, your favorite podcast platforms where you can, uh, where you watch or listen to your podcasts. And uh, give us a good review, um, put in some comments, five stars appreciated. Um, now, Kathy coffee 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 how we love it how we can't live without it um what's your take on coffee before we get into how to best benefit from caffeine which i'm kind of like on the fence about this about benefiting because you know it, it has been a predominant part of uh, my racing, uh, my training, but at the end of the day, is it really getting, am I really getting out of it what I think I'm getting out of it, right? Personally, I think it just bloats me every morning. I wake up feeling nice and slim and trim, drink my coffee, and then I'm like, boof. All right, I do not feel perked up at all. It's not like I need it to wake up. I've been awake for like probably an hour and a half before I get it anyways. Um, but I want to hear about you. What is your favorite part about coffee? Is it the morning? Um, is it the type of coffee? Is it a latte espresso cappuccino? Um, is it the type of coffee beans that you love? Um, so cheers to coffee. I have a little sippy here. Ah, who likes drinking cold coffee? I like to drink coffee anyways. I am not a fussy person. Okay, so let's get into coffee. Now, I know that in my experience with coffee, I kind of use it as like a diuretic to make sure that everything is moving through before I hit the start line, right? Can you agree? Or are you just using it to wake up? Like you need that coffee to like open up the eyes. It has nothing to do with the racing, has nothing to do with the performance. Um, how do you view coffee in your day-to-day -day with regards to uh, performance if you use it that way, if you think that it, if it helps you? So here's a couple of things. I found this article um, on datasport.com and uh, I was just like, you know what? We need to talk about coffee because I don't think it's, I think it's overrated personally. I know you guys it's going to like crucify me. Um, I think it just becomes a habit. I think it becomes like maybe a bit of addiction, like we're when we just sort of stop talking about sports and just talk about people's daily habits where um, they drink way more coffee than water. And, uh, but that's not where we're going, but it is kind of part and parcel of it. So let's just go to how to best benefit from caffeine. All right. So, 
the fact that appropriate amounts of caffeine can increase both performance and motivation when it comes to sport are widely acknowledged in sports science. Now, I don't know about you, but let's talk about you. How does it motivate and give you performance? Now, remember, caffeine, when we're talking about caffeine, we're not just talking about coffee, okay? So I was talking about coffee. This is benefits from caffeine. We know that caffeine comes from, you know, I've, I've eaten coffee beans. We got coffee. We've got Coca-Cola. We've got gels. We've got cliff shots. Like, so it comes in a wide variety of different forms. And so thinking outside of the box, like we're, we're thinking about that. Just think, let's go back to you know, how you fit it in because, and I'm going to share with you what I do. All right. So a lot of people feel that having caffeine is like one of those things that they can rely on to give them a boost, a performance boost. Personally, I've never used caffeine of any sort for that. Um, besides my morning coffee, I don't use gels. I use gels maybe in desperation, but I don't like the way they go down. I don't like the way they taste so much. Um, they're only a hundred calories. So they're not really uh, something that's, you know, I would have to eat tons of those and that's not gonna happen because they're not only they have caffeine in them, but doesn't really affect me too much, but it's the sugar consistency that does. Um, and uh, maybe I'll put Coke in my water, but I'm kind of a purist when it comes. I don't even, I've never even tried Red Bull. Would you believe it? Um, maybe one day, I don't know. Maybe not, cause I don't really need to. Um, so, but let's just out how does caffeine affect the body? So caffeine is viewed as a stimulant and increases alertness and concentration. That can be a yes or no for some of us. Sometimes, like for me, it doesn't really affect me. It's not like, a, oh my God, I, like maybe I get a little boost of energy, but it's not like something I'm like, oh my God, I feel it happening. Um, maybe you're the same. Maybe you love it. Maybe it's something that's a key component within your routine or your race food or your ride food or uh, like your, it's, you know, something that you always grab and you bring with you. Like I bring it with me. I don't usually use it. I'll hand it off to somebody who's like bonking and like, here, you need something. <laughs> it's going to last you for like maybe 45 minutes and then you'll be needing some more food. Um, but so the primary effects on, are on the central nervous system. Caffeine molecules infil <laughs> infiltrate the adrenal receptors to reduce feelings of tiredness. So like I said, how do you feel about that? Does it really work for you? Okay, the levels number one, how does it affect your body, right? It also reduces our subjective sense of exertion and pain while doing a sport. 
This offers additional po uh, positive benefits for athletes, particularly where physical and mental and muscular fatigue is already um, evaluated at its elevated level. I don't know. It's a big debate. What do you think? Has it worked for you like that? Like you're just so tired, you need that extra boost? Maybe that's worked for me, but I have not necessarily reach for caffeine to get that like usually when I ride I bring lots of bread kind of products like bagels uh tortilla wraps and things like that doesn't caffeine does caffeine increase your metabolism I don't think so caffeine is slightly increase the release of fatty acids from the fat tissue and under the specific regulatory situations fat burning now I don't think anybody has used caffeine for fat burning. Um, so here it says caffeine or athletes do not burn more fat by consuming caffeine. If anything, it'd be like the reverse. But all right, so that's number two. Does caffeine increase fat metabolism? No, it's a hard no. What is the perfect dosage? Well, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I can tell you, everybody probably gets at least eight ounces of caffeine a day if you're a caffeine drinker. And it's probably the amount of coffee or caffeine that people take in, in different forms, right? You start with coffee, go to Pepsi, go to pop. Um, then if you're riding, maybe extra, uh, you know, caffeine gels, things like that. Is it really good for your stomach? You have to ask yourself, does it cause, um, you know, gut inflammation? That's another thing, right? Um, I know people who've gotten severe, like, um, uh, gastrointestinal inflammation from eating a lot of processed type foods and drinking a lot of pop, you know? So as an athlete, if you're consuming a lot of that, do you think it's really good? Like maybe you should switch to making your own uh, riding snacks, things like that, more whole foods, um, making, uh, you know, squeezable pouches with some oatmeal in it that has uh, syrup, let's say. So you got the sugar and the carbs. Um, so the dosage and effects of caffeine may vary from vary from person to person. The ideal recommended dosage is one is three to six grams per uh, milligrams per kilogram per of body weight. This corresponds to around two to three espressos, three cups of filtered coffee, two cans of Red Bull, or one caffeine tablet. Okay, that's a lot. Okay, three cups of filtered coffee. I don't know if that's like recommended anywhere. That's like everybody's saying, break it down to one cup a day. Okay, this is saying the recommended dosage is three cups. So I don't know, I think you have to really, really um, 
think about that. Like, is that right for you? Um, even lower dosages have can have a positive effect during sports. Well, I hope so. I hope so. And but on the other hand, can provide negative effects that even result in reduction in in performance. So that's where like um, if you're I'm just thinking, first of all, if you have to go to the bathroom, okay, we all know that that sometimes like coffee in particular can, if you don't take care of business after your coffee, that can hinder your, like being out on a course and having to go to the bathroom is not a good thing. If you're relying on it, it's not a good thing. You know, if that gives you a stomach cramp after, not a good thing. Um, so let's just go into like how much caffeine is found in what so we're going to start with a 150 milliliter cup of coffee and that's 80 to 150 milligrams depending on the coffee brewed espresso is 30 milligrams an espresso that's 30 milligrams so 30 to 80 oh sorry an espresso that's 30 milliliters you get 30 to 80 milligrams. One cup of black tea, you get 20 to 40 milligrams. Chocolate milk, or cho yeah, milk chocolate, chocolate milk, 100 grams equals 15 milligrams. Okay. Now, remember they said at the top that six, three to six milligrams per kilogram of body weight three to six so let's just say i'm 130 and we'll just say you're averaged out five so let's just pull out my calculator or where's my calculator where's my calculator all right my phone and let's do the math together so while i'm thinking about it you think about yours because then, of course, you got to go find your calculator because it's not usually the first thing on top of your... Oh, here it is. Okay, 130 divided by 5. So it's 26 milligrams, okay, for me. Now, and then, you, then the next one here is Coca-Cola, so it's 250 milliliters, so that's like an average can equals 80 milligrams so that like just oh sorry sorry it's 25 sorry it's 25 i was looking at the next one so that's basically my daily average of how much would be for me on one day okay the next one is a can of red bull so it's 250 milliliters which is 80 milligrams oh my god okay caffeine gels one 25 to 100 milligrams milligrams depending on portion size wow okay what's the disadvantage of caffeine all right so possible side effects particular for people who are not regular cons consumers uh, like con don't regularly consume caffeine includes insomnia heart palpitations uh, trembling headaches feelings of panic and irregular pulses so if you're somebody who doesn't drink coffee but then you go and train and you decide okay well I gotta go buy a box of gels because that's what everybody else does and that's what I'm gonna use to train 
this might not be a good option for you. Okay, so think about what you've already been doing um, and tailor it that way. <clears throat> so it also can like, like I said, can keep you up at night and poor quality of sleep equals tiredness, which equals poor training and you go down that rabbit hole, right? So caffeine more effective after withdrawal. So sometimes, you know, like you're, you're, you know, for many endurance athletes, stopping caffeine consumption before competition is regular, is a popular like activity. I don't know why anybody would do that. Would you do that? I don't know. Hmm. So however, studies results that are unclear as to whether caffeine does in fact have a greater impact after a period of withdrawal. So I don't know. If we're talking about how to benefit from caffeine and then we're talking about withdrawal, I think this is, should be part of this article. Let's just talk, continue with, that's it. Okay, so also the potential side effects of caffeine withdrawal must be taken into consideration. Some people can experience severe withdrawal symptoms such as headaches, because <laughs> he drinks a little bit more than me. But however, what we did is we 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 changed up our coffee consumption to just have like one bodum that has two cups of coffee, one for him, one for me, and maybe a little bit left over for the day. And uh, so that's how we got away from drinking too much coffee, like him drinking too much coffee. But so let's just go, I'll put the article in uh, the description so you can kind of read it. But the thing is about, you know, how do you use caffeine? So let's start this conversation on our YouTube channel underneath this video. How do you use caffeine for competition? Is it a daily thing? Do you use gels? Have they worked for you? I'd love to hear from you. So with that, have an amazing day. Let's start this conversation. Don't forget to share this with your friends and uh, have a look at the article. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. And please stay tuned because we've got a lot of great um, guests coming on this fall. And if you know of anybody who has a great cycling story, um, average person would love to hear from you. All right, so make sure that you DM me directly um, through my socials and so I can reach out to your friend. And don't forget to go to saddlepodcast.ca and sign up for our newsletter. Take care, everyone, and have an amazing day. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast, learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.